Mark chapter 10 from verse 17 onwards. Now as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Praise be to God. You see verse 17 where... There's someone who's coming with uh, a great desire to meet with Jesus. This person is running to Jesus and he's even kneeling down and he's asking Jesus Christ something that is important, a very good question. And his question is, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? The question is very important. Every single person should ask because there is such a thing called eternal life. That means a life that we will live forever and ever and ever. What can I do in order to live forever and ever and ever? That means, what can I do to pass from death to life? What can I do to not die? We have a soul and we have a body. And our soul will live forever or it will die forever. And so, when... A person sins, the soul that sins dies, God's word says. So in order to pass from death to life, something must happen. And this man is running to Jesus. He knows something needs to happen in order for me to cross from death to life. What can I do to inherit this eternal life? Good thing here that we see is, he had faith in this life after thing that's going to be there, where he is going to live forever and ever. That is something that is so real and that will happen. And I should be someone who is an inheritor of this eternal life. And I need to know how to get this eternal life. So he's coming to God Almighty and he's asking this question, what should I do in order to inherit eternal life? Jesus, what should I do? Teacher, what should I do? Teach me. Just like we sang, teach me Lord right now, teach me Lord right now. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? What should I do? What should I do? Now, his question was good. His knowledge about there's something that's very important, is very good, because if you don't know that, then you won't even know that there's a possibility of life. You don't have to die while you are here. But he has the truth. So the truth was revealed to him somehow. There has been this revelation of truth. Very important question is, what do we do with what we know? Even the little we know, what do we do with it is very important. We can either take what we know, the information that has been given to us, and do something about it, and make the most out of it, or we can just discard it. You know, if you... If you have $5 and you can do something with $5 and someone says, Hey, you give me that $5 and that $5 in five months can turn into $500. Somebody will say, Okay, I'll give that so that I can have $500. And if that is true, people who know about that, they will 
do that. People who don't know about that, they won't know. They will just do whatever they want to do. Maybe like five, you know, buy five, you know, granola bars with it and, you know, finish that five dollars. <laughs> and, and they will know that they can get that five hundred dollars in five months. So, this knowledge is very important. Once you know that something is there, you need to do something about it. Now, there are some people who say, I know I can get $500, but right now I need five granola bars. I cannot live without it. And what will they do? Even though they know that they can get $500, they won't have that control where they say that, okay, I'm going to let go of those five granola bars so that I can get that $500. Maybe you can, you can get 500 granola bars after that, five months, but they can't wait for that five months. They'll say, I want to get what I want to get now. And so they'll forfeit the multiplication that they will get in time. So knowledge is important. Lack of knowledge is one thing where we can be in the dark, where we may not get what we should get because we don't know. know, How many of you have heard or experienced this, that you didn't know that something was available until someone came and told you, hey, do you know that you can apply for this and you can get this? And then immediately, oh, am I eligible for that? You'll go and apply for whatever it is, whatever scholarship or whatever discount or whatever you can get rebate, anything. But someone has to tell you. Someone told this man about eternal life. There's such a thing called eternal life. That he was not someone who thought that, oh, when I die, you know, next life I'm going to come become a roach or, or maybe I'll just die like a dog and, you know, somehow I don't know where I'll go. But he had something that is about to happen once I close my eyes. There's something far beyond. And you know what? Eternal life begins right here too. So he had a concept, some kind of a concept. What can I do to inherit eternal life? So if you don't inherit eternal life, what will happen? The opposite of life is death. And so he was someone who wanted to live. God is speaking to our hearts today. There are people who say, I want that $500, but how desperate are you for that $500? I want to get a hundred. How many of you, you know, all wanted to get a hundred in school, but ended up sometimes getting a zero? Right? <laughs> sometimes. Because you said, eh, I don't want to study today. I don't feel like studying today. I want to play. And so your results came, you play, 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 and then your results showed up as a big zero because it just showed you just played and played and played and then you made that zero come back. But if you say that I want to get a hundred and I'm going to stop playing until the exam is over and after the exam is over, I can play all I want, right? So when you think about that, this is important for me. How important it is for me to get a hundred or how important it is for me to get the five hundred dollars is the question here. This man knew that there is this big thing called eternal life. That means you're going to live forever and ever and there's something really, really big far beyond what he can understand that's there. And he said, what shall I do? I really want to get this. What shall I do? Have you known of people who knew they can get something, but they were too lazy to fill the form. You might be one of those. You just said, I don't feel like filling it. And you know what? You did not see the deadline at the bottom. And then the next morning you'll get up and you'll all of a sudden feel like you have an energy to fill it out. And, and then you look at it. Oh, God, I missed the deadline. It's gone. It's so important to know 
when the deadline is and to fill it out. And how many of you filled that partially and said, ah, I don't think I need to fill out the date of birth. I don't think I need to fill out that. And then they'll send it back. Fill it out. If you don't fill it out fully, you cannot be eligible for this. And then you'll sit and do the whole thing again. And there is a delay. What we need to do, we need to do it fully. And it shows whoever receives it that we really want it. Wanting eternal life, wanting what God has for us is one thing. But do we really want it? How desperate are we in wanting it is a whole different thing. Wanting something and desperately wanting something. You know, you look at little children. You can call them sometimes, I want it. I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. They say it until you get tired of it and you say, okay, have it. What are they doing? They are showing that they really, really, really want it. And sometimes you tell them, you're going to have it tomorrow. That night they'll be thinking about it. The morning, first thing, you might have even forgotten. They'll come and run to you and they'll say, you told me that this morning you will give it to me. It's in their minds, day and night. It just shows the importance of it and it shows the desire from within. How important it is and how strong our desire is towards what we want. And then you can put an equal and say the worth of it. See, we can really want something and we can run run after something and we can have a strong desire. But if it's worth zero or negative, no good. So what we run after should really be worth it. And what we want should be driven by a strong desire for it. That means I really want it and I must have a strong desire. Not just saying I want it, but not have a strong desire to get what we want. Now you look at this man, he says, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? I want this eternal life. What should I do? What should I really do? You know, someone who hears it, they'll be so happy, they'll say, oh boy, you really have the desire. Now you're going to get it. Watch, I'm going to tell you all the secrets to it. You may hear everything and you see how he turned out to be. Jesus is really a good teacher. So he doesn't waste time and he just didn't say, okay, you want to inherit eternal life? And let me tell you A, B, C, D, E, E, you know, all those things. And now you go and then take a right and then take a left and you know, go to the top and you come and when you feel like you're going to fall and cry out to God and you'll get this. He didn't say a whole bunch of things. He said very, very key things to this man. So the first thing Jesus is saying to him is, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one that is God. Jesus is not saying that he's not good. He's not saying that he's not the teacher. He's telling him, you know something. You're coming and telling me this. And you're asking me this. You know that I am God in flesh here. That means, if I'm going to tell you something, will you be ready to do it? Because it's the truth. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. If he says something, that means it is a truth. How eager are we to get it? How desperate are we to get it? 
And how quick are we to get it? It's very important. So, like I said, you can say, I really want it. I will fill it out. I will fill it out. But if you put other things in front and miss the deadline, what is lost is lost. So how eager are we and how desperate are we and how quick we are to get what God has for us? So, Jesus is asking him this question. Why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. And he says, okay, now you know who you are talking to. And he says, you know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. Jesus Christ is bringing the key commandments from the Ten Commandments. Knowing that he is a Jewish person, he is bringing that to him and he is saying, you know all these things. You know this. And he says... Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. He's saying, I have done all these things, teacher. Then Jesus looked at him, loved him, and said to him, this is very important, because Jesus wanted him to have eternal life. Because Jesus loved him so much, he actually saw the problem that was inside of him. He actually looked straight into his heart and he said, Oh my Lord, you have something that is sitting there that is taking the place of what you need to have inside of you. So I'm going to tell you what needs to be taken out of your heart. God was dealing with his heart, but he didn't get it. Jesus is looking at him, he's saying, One thing you lack... Go your way, sell whatever you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. So Jesus is offering him this. He says, okay, all that you have, go and sell it, and then come, take up your cross, and follow me. Jesus is God in flesh. This man who came and talked to Jesus, he knew who he was talking to. Now this God in flesh is telling him to do something because he loves him. Will God tell you to do something so that you can lose? No. If he tells you something, he's telling you that you can gain. You can make the most of it. You can profit from it. If God says, do this and you do it, you're going to flourish from it. By it. Now you see, during worship, God spoke to us about Abraham and Isaac. God called Abraham to bring Isaac and lay him at the altar as a sacrifice. And he said, sacrifice him. But did God actually have him sacrifice? No, it was a test. It was a test. God was testing this man also. He was testing his heart. Go sell everything and come follow me. If he would have said, I'm going, and if he would have gone... God would have seen his heart and he said, okay, your heart is not in the wrong place. You can do that, you can follow me. God would have given much more to him. Or God would have said, okay, you will inherit eternal life because your heart is not attached to your wealth. God never tells anyone to go sell everything and just, you know, go, no. We have Job, we have Abraham, we have Isaac, so many people in the Bible were blessed by God. They used their wealth for the right things. But this man's heart was in it. He did not want to depart from it. He valued the earthly gain more than the eternal life that he said that he wanted to inherit. That's the problem there. That's the problem there. Abraham loved Isaac. And when God told him to lay Isaac on the altar and offer him as a offering to God... Abraham's heart was not in it, even though he loved him so much. 
His faith was in God that God will do something far better. That means the Bible says, because he believed that God said, in Isaac shall his seed be blessed. He knew that God is not going to take this Isaac from me. God is going to do something big. And so I will do what God is telling me to do. And God blessed him far beyond. God is speaking to our hearts today. This man, though he wanted eternal life, though he knew that he was talking to God in flesh, he was coming to him and he was asking him this question. He was not willing to part with what he had. Number one, is the knowledge about God as the Lord spoke to us during worship. What is your knowledge about God? If you know that, you are going to get $500 if you give $5 today to that bank. And you know that this is what you will get. And you give. Knowing that you will get in five months. You will get because that bank has a good reputation. If you know that that's a scammer, you're not going to. But if you know that it is a bank that has a good reputation, you will because you trust the bank. When you know who your God is, and God says, surrender your life to God. And God says, you come to God and give up that which is not good for you so that you can gain that which is good for you. You know that God is calling you for something far greater and he's never going to shortchange you. That which God tells you to leave, you leave. He will give you far greater than what you have left. God is speaking to our hearts today. This young man, even though he had all these things, Jesus looked at his heart and he said, I see cancer in. And if you see cancer in a person's body, and the doctor says, this is cancer, this has to go, and so we're going to take this off, and we're going to do a reconstruction of that part, we're going to take that off completely. There are people who will say, oh no, I don't want this, this is part of my body. That will be insanity at that point. Because that is destructive, that is going to kill you. God is speaking to our hearts today. That which is not good for you needs to go out of you. And that which you need to have need to come inside of you. If God is telling you to leave something, that means He is working something inside of you to get that cancer out so that you can be healed and you can live. That's what God did for this man. He said, I'm going to give you eternal life. If you want eternal life, I'll give you. And He showed him exactly what you needed to do. Think about this. Again, five dollars. The five dollars, you go to the bank and you give the five dollars. And the teller gets that. And she puts that five dollars inside and five months later you're going to get five hundred dollars back. How many of you after you give that five dollars, you're going to come back and you're going to say, that teller took my five dollars away. I don't know what she's going to do with that five dollars and I don't know what's going to happen to it. I don't know in five months I don't know where that five dollars. No. If you know how this works, you're going to be happy you deposited it. You're not going to be crying over it every day morning, getting up, and I don't know where that $5 goes. I don't know if she took it to McDonald's. I don't know what she did. No, no, you know that it's deposited. Because you know this is how it works. Nobody's going to cry that, oh, I gave that $5, and now, look, I'm coming out of the bank, and I lost my $5. Nobody's going to say, I lost my $5. I hope you're getting the point this afternoon.
Nobody will feel lost when you actually deposit your money and you don't have it physically in front of you. God is speaking to our hearts today. When you give your life to Jesus, that's why God says in His Word, Jesus said this, He who loses his life for my sake will gain it. It's an investment. You give it to God and God takes it and He multiplies it. He makes you into a storehouse. This is a prophecy God is speaking this hour. When you give your life to God and say, Lord, I surrender everything, my hobbies, my vocation, my job, whatever it may be, my career, my schooling, everything, give it to you. And I want to have it your way. You do it, Lord. Whatever you tell me, I will do. At that point, you know what you're doing? You're just putting your five dollars in. Not just five hundred. God will give you many, many, many fold back. In this life and in the life to come. A lot of times people are so short-sighted. They think that, oh, I just want to see it. I just want to see it in front of me. I don't want to give it up. But you know what? They end up burning it down. What you give to God when it comes to your entire life is what God is speaking about. When you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, God says, in this life and in the life to come, God will cause you to become a storehouse for God. That means he will store into you and through you he'll bless a lot of people. You will become a blessing. It's not that something is gone from your hand. No, it's deposited. You're depositing whatever you do that God is telling you to do. It is an eternal deposit. And you know what the deposit, where you're depositing it? It's not in any earthly place. You're depositing depositing it into the king's account. And he takes that and he makes you into everything that you want, that God wants you to be. I want to finish with this short story. In the Bible, there were these Hebrew slaves who were taken from their country and brought to Babylon. One's name was Shadrach, and the other name was Meshach, and the other name was Abednego, and the other one's name was Daniel. And these people were brought there. No future ahead of them. They were exiles. They were brought out of their hometown. Their country, no family. They were in this strange place. And suddenly, they were brought to the king's palace and they said, Okay, you guys, you need to be separated because you are going to serve the king. When they were called to serve the king, now they got the opportunity. There were people who were given their lives to God and they said, God, whatever you want us to do, we will do. Now they got this opportunity to serve the king. Everything looks good. But there's one thing that they must do. Which is to eat the food that the king gives. And some of the food that they had to eat were not good. So, they had the option. God gave this to me. So it's okay for me to do it. Or, even though God gave this to me. This is a test for me. That if I do that which God wants me to do then there's going to be a blessing that's going to come out of me. There's going to be an increase. And so what happened, Daniel and his friends said this, we're not going to eat these 
food that you are bringing before us, but we will eat something else. And they gave up that food, that royal rich food, and they went with something that was really not like the king's food. You see the trade-off? What is he doing at that point? He's actually making a deposit. He's making a big, all these four guys, they're making a big deposit into God's account. When I say God's account, it's their account. Their names are in it. But it's God's bank, I should say. God's bank under their names. All these men did this. Young people. Nobody told them, no mommy, daddy said, oh, you need to do this and you know, we're watching you and we're pulling. No. They did before God the right thing that they should do. You know what happened? Out of all the people there, the multiplication came from heaven. These guys had ten times more knowledge to learn the language, the skills, the king's stuff, or whatever they needed to learn. And Daniel had extra in understanding of dreams and revelations from God. So what the other guys struggled to study, these people just did it so fast. Why? They got their exchange that came from heaven. You deposit something. And Apostle Paul so beautifully says, whatever, it's so beautiful because the message that the Lord gave is so prophetic. And the song that Elizabeth sang for the offering goes right along with that. And the worship that the Lord spoke goes right along with it. All the things I counted to be gain, now I count them all as loss. That loss is what? It's from your hand, it's going into the bank. It's not that you are just losing it, no. You're, it's, a, it's a gain. You're actually depositing it. So anything that God is calling you to do when you do it, it's just going into a substantial gain bank where it's going to come back to you in a much greater way. Where it will cause you to be a blessing, it will cause you to be blessed and for you to be a blessing. I pray that God will minister His truth into your heart this afternoon. Whatever you may think now is giving you pleasure or it's bringing you some happiness or it's causing you to feel a little full. God says, you want to go into an overflow? Whatever is not good for you, come and drop it there. You know how good our God is? The banks, they don't take worthless stuff. But you know our God? He says, bring all your worthless stuff. You put them here. Only in His bank it's all converted. (laughs) Whatever you throw off in His bank, it just comes back to you as God's powerful resources. And then whatever God is calling you to give up, it all comes back in turn as greater resources to bless you, to make you a blessing. So that you can be blessed. And like Abraham, when God called him out of the land of the Chaldeans, he just left that. He just left one location. He became the father of many nations. Hallelujah. The trade-off is really big. It's really big. It's really big. Shall we all stand up together? Thank you, Jesus.